listening to The 30 Podcast. Here's your host, Jazz Kang. What's up, Lakers fans? Recording this on Wednesday. Don't forget, before we jump into things, subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. And of course, check out silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers needs. Joining me as he does 65 to 73% of the time, I don't know where we're at on that, is uh, Anthony Irwin. Anthony, what's going on, man? 65% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> yeah, there you go, baby. There you go. Well, you know, the big news coming up, man. Uh, Anthony Davis returning to the lineup. He is going to most likely set up, suit up on Thursday. Now, the issue is, when well, they're taking on the Mavericks on Thursday, but issue is um, all good on his front. Says he feels pretty good unless something changes before game time. He's most likely going to suit up. The issue is he's going to be on a minutes restriction. Obviously, that's the important thing to do. As as Frank Vogel said, he's looking at about 15 minutes. Um, when you're looking at this, Anthony, on a micro level, obviously at a macro level, you're getting Anthony Davis back. So it's a huge, huge bonus to the team. But on a micro level, what are you expecting just in game one from him? And what are you hoping to see? I just want to see him like I, I'm, I'm really focused on the way that he's moving. You know, he is one of the foremost athletes that um, basketball has to offer. He uh, does a lot for the Lakers on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, one of the things that he was making some strides with this year was his ability to, to pass and, and take advantage of the, um, you know, double teams that, that he was forcing because of the way that he's operating in the post. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's to me where him coming back can actually solve a lot of, of those issues, but, but really only if he is, is moving the way that we're used to seeing Anthony Davis move and and like, obviously we got to be realistic, you know, he's missed, uh, 30 games here and that's almost half of a normal season. And, and, and this year has been anything but normal. So, uh, while, while, you know, hoping to remain so you know somewhat optimistic here and 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 all of that i just you know i really want to see what what kind of anthony davis that the lakers are going to have at their disposal heading into uh the postseason well there's only 14 games left right and, and we're looking at this right now like this, there's not much time you know you're looking at the schedule they basically got roughly three weeks left after after uh, the game against the mavs on thursday how, how much time do you think it'll take him for you to get acclimated in your professional medical opinion, right? Right, Anthony, how long do you think it'll take him uh, to get acclimated into maybe like, do you think he'll be at full health by the time we get into the playoffs and not even full health, but more importantly, if you're looking at, you know, the injury is fine, but is it going to be at full condition and ready to go? You know, let's just say by the time the May 16th game against the, the, the Pelicans rolls around. Well, yeah, that's, that's the big question. It's not even, he says right now he's at full health. Um, which, you know, is great if, if, if that's actually true, depending on how he's feeling and all that. But uh, in terms of how long it's going to get to take to, to get uh, a rhythm and, and figure out how to play with Andre Drummond and, and then figure out how to play again with LeBron James with Andre Drummond standing there. Um, and, and so, so there, there are some things that I think are going to take a little bit of time, but he's so talented. And then once LeBron gets back, like the, the acclimation process is really going to get kicked into overtime because LeBron is, is LeBron and everybody plays better around LeBron. So uh, except for regular season Rondo, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but like there's, I, to me, it's, it's just a matter of like, 
it's his athleticism. Because even even at the beginning of the year, he wasn't the kind of athlete. He was really taking his time to get into the rhythm of the season and and try to uh, treat this early season as a, uh, a a longer or how typical uh, preseason schedule that that pros usually get to enjoy. He was very clearly still kind of tired and fatigued from uh, from the postseason run that the Lakers are coming off of last year. So his dunks were way down. I don't. I, I think I saw a stat, and I, I should have uh, double checked it by this point. But I don't think he's caught a lob from Dennis Schroeder so far this season, hmm. which seems pretty insane, you know, given given what those guys do. And and so like, can he be the pterodactyl, you know? presence that that come, flies from the cheap seats to dunk anything that's near the rim or is he going to be something closer to what we saw earlier this year where he was more of a a post-up type specialist and and I think if he's more of that that lowers the ceiling of what the Lakers can be this year how, how do you think they're going to how do you think they're going to be able to to start off like do you, do you see him starting with Drummond and then like how do you think it, it'll pair up with him because Andre Drummond it's been kind of a, a weird fit. I, I think he's helped him, obviously, you know, the games that he's played in, especially without, uh, since he signed on and, you know, without playing uh, with LeBron and AD. But when you're looking at how they're going to spread that, those minutes, and again, he's on a 15-minute restriction to start. Uh, Vogel said that's, that's going to be on a game-to-game basis. They're looking at, you know, maybe a week or two that they'll, they'll kind of get him back in, into playing regular minutes. But how are you looking at this shaking out with the big man rotation? Because like Marcus Gasol is obviously going to just be squeezed out, you know what I mean, eventually whenever they're all kind of healthy and ready to go. But like, do you think that'll be a clunky fit with a guy like Drummond and Anthony Davis? Because although, you know, with like JaVale and Dwight Howard last season, those guys are, are low post guys. You know what I mean? They're not, they weren't threats to, to hit multiple three-pointers and spread the floor the way a guy like Marcus Gasol would. But when you're looking at how, how Drummond and Davis play next to each other, do you think they'll complement each other? Or you think that's going to be a struggle if they do get a lot of minutes at the same time? Uh, I, I'm a little nervous about the, I mean, this is going to shock everybody because, um, I am now known as the foremost Andre Drummond hater, but, <laughs> but like, I, 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 am not sure how that's going to really work because so it, it might work if you have Drummond operating in more of the high post and you have Davis down in the dunker spot, uh, because Davis can actually dunk. Um, it turns out like, you know, being able to get up there and finish at the rim more regularly is important for that, for the, whoever's at that spot on the floor. Um, so that's going to be interesting, but even there, like Drummond isn't such a good shooter that defenses really have to worry about him uh, at that free throw line area. So could that get a little iffy from time to time? One thing though, that does help is that Drummond is actually a pretty good passer. They're both very big. So mm-hmm. you might be able to play some volleyball basically. And, 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 uh, really kind of bully teams with the vertical presence. If, if AD is right um, physically and, and can get up and, and catch lobs at about, you know, 12 feet, 13 feet up there. So that would be, that would be something to, to really kind of monitor if they're able to do, do that. I think they're uh, they'll be able to, to make things work fairly well. Um, and then, and then look, the other thing too, is how quickly are the Lakers going to move uh, Davis into some of those minutes at the center spot? Because, that's when the Lakers are going to be the, at their best this year. Like no matter what you think of Drummond, what you think of Gasol, how those two guys compare, what even, by the way, like it doesn't even matter what you think of Montrezl Harrell because he's played 
basically solely as the center as a center this year. So if uh, AD um, is is right physically, I'm I'm really curious to see how quickly Vogel starts to reacclimate AD into some. I guess Anthony Davis. We have to specify which AD now, but. But uh, we have to. I'll be really interested. Can we just go? Can we just go with Drummond instead of AD? Because we I have think to go so. AD. Yeah, because there's one AD, and there's only one guy who deserves to be AD. We'll just go with Drummond, right? Is that yeah, fair? Okay, that works. That works for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. The other guy is, is, <laughs> yeah, is also yeah. fun for me too. Um, but but like I think I think for for AD, uh, it's really going to be telling of where he feels physically, where the Lakers think that he is at physically and where Vogel thinks he's at physically. Um, and, and we're going to learn a lot about that. I think by how much time he spends playing the five, uh, in these final few weeks of the season, because like when the Lakers go into the postseason, that's going to have to be their bread and butter. Like that's going to be where they're going to be at their best. So, but if he can't do that because he doesn't quite trust his body, he had a really kind of terrifying, borderline terrifying uh, quote where he said that uh, when he injured it against Denver, that he felt like a, a tearing sensation, which that's pretty scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> given, given the area that he got hurt. So if he isn't quite 100% and the Lakers decide not to play him at the center, then that means that's an extra thing that Vogel is going to have to juggle in a postseason where the Lakers are going to be going up against, you know, three other really good teams in the Western Conference and, and one really, really good team coming out of the East. Yeah, and that's uh, you know you're looking at the at the at the Western Conference standings, and again, I, I still think the Lakers are firmly entrenched. I think at this point as the five seed, but again, anything can happen, uh, moving up or down. And, and this season, obviously with with the injuries and the condensed schedule, we could see something shake up the Western Conference as well. But you're looking at those teams like not none of them necessarily go with the two big system that we saw Frank Vogel use a lot, you know, last season and especially in the playoffs, going with either Dwight or or JaVale next to Anthony Davis but he also had the option like you mentioned let's put Anthony Davis at the five right and let's let's try and let, let, let's go a little bit smaller and you mentioned that's going to be kind of where the team has its, its bread and butter you're gonna have LeBron playing with them and and you know you can have Kyle Kuzma a bunch of different combinations because those guys are able to play multiple different positions now when you're looking at Andre Drummond and um, Marcus Gasol, like I think where they fit in is going to be depth pieces, right? And and they might need to, um, you know, like like we mentioned, like you said, AD gets a suffers a, a minor little strain again on the calf. Okay, like might not be able to play 35 minutes in a specific game. You have options, and I think that's where the Lakers last season. What I liked about what Rob Polinka did is adding in pieces that he knew would be able to, you know, come in at any point. And they, and like I said, Frank Vogel almost went without a rotation last, last year in the playoffs. Right. And I think that's what they're mm -hmm. aiming to do here is let's just go with, we know LeBron, we know AD, you know, Schroeder is going to get his minutes. Uh, KCP will get plenty of chances, but some nights Alex Caruso will play three minutes. Some nights Marcus all will play zero minutes. And I think that that's what the Lakers have the advantage with. Uh, when they get their their superstars fully back. I wanted to ask you a couple more things about the injury front. We'll do that after a short break. All right, and we're back, Anthony. We're just talking about the, um, you know, the rotations and what they're going to be looking at. How, how concerned are you, Dave McMiniman of ESPN, saying LeBron's still weeks away at this point? And again, as, as I mentioned off the top, we're only looking at about another, you know, three, three weeks roughly left in, in the regular season. How much does that concern you? If you're looking at weeks away, if LeBron takes, let's just say, another two weeks before he's even cleared for on-court activity, 
is he going to be ready for round one fully? Like, well, are, are you worried at all about the fact that LeBron hasn't really even started doing like team workouts properly yet? Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's, it's a little worrisome, but it also kind of tracks with that, that injury, like a high ankle sprain sucks. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, I, I asked, um, my wife about this, she's a physical therapist. So she's studied up on this. And I asked her, what is, what is it about the, um, the high ankle sprain that, uh, especially the kind of day that, uh, LeBron had where his foot went the other way versus, you know, the way that we normally see athletes roll their ankles. And she said, it's just your body, your, your foot is really not supposed to bend in that direction. And you have a whole bunch of, of tendons and stuff that are a little bit bigger and when they get stretched out, they take a little bit longer to, to heal. So she was, you know, she said that this is a, an injury that, that can, you know, we've seen it end seasons before we've seen it end uh, running back seasons before we've seen it. Even when, a, when a player comes back from this injury, we see them uh, re-aggravate it and, and, and run into even more trouble that way. So uh, I, I, I still like, I find it hard to believe that LeBron would just be done. I, I and, and, and would be operating the way that he's uh, seemed to be operating where he's doing a lot of walking up and down the sidelines with the Lakers. He's, he's very active with, um, you know, doing, you know, pseudo coaching there from the sidelines, very active on social media, which, you know, normally if, if he's, uh, if he's a little nervous about something, he's not normally posting stuff on social media. So uh, I, I still think that he probably will be, will be fine. The week's comment a couple days ago was, was certainly kind of eye opening because like you're saying, you're just running out of time, but I just, until I, I for sure see that LeBron won't be able to go. I, I, I just, I, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt because to this point in his career, other than that groin injury that he had. And even there, that was treated very differently than this one. If you remember like the way mm -hmm. that the reports came out about that and the way that he was re responding to, to everything out there, um, that this feels a lot more optimistic, but it, it might just be wishful thinking on my part, given what the Lakers are capable of this year compared to what they were capable uh, that year where they, they still weren't going to win a championship this year. If LeBron is healthy, if, Le if AD is healthy, a good chance they're winning a ring. Well, it's kind of scary too. I mean, you look at it. Yeah. He's, he's 36 years old at the same time. The guy's a, a, a you know, a genetic freak. You, you can hard to see people ever like him. They just, his, his, his build, the sheer athleticism, not only that, I mean, I'm not just saying he's all the result of, of, of natural ability. I mean, the guy's one of the hardest working people in, in the history of sports, but you're looking at it. This is now two injuries in three seasons and it's kept him out, you know, quite a significant amount of time. But like you mentioned this year squad way better than that 2018, uh, 2019 team that, that, that he was on that, that missed the playoffs. But you know, that, that is concerning to me too. Cause when I saw that, I'm like, damn, we don't have that many, you know, we don't have that long left in the, in the regular season. All right. You're looking at this and you're like, okay, and you're looking at AD and, 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 you know, it's a good thing, Frank Vogel. I also think the Lakers were a lot more careful with AD with the calf strain, just because of the fact for the long-term injury impact that they, you know, they kept him out to make sure that was at a hundred percent. Cause like I mentioned, they don't have to look too far back where Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? What he went through after, after suffering a similar injury and, and coming back too quick. And you're looking at LeBron and it's like, okay, like you mentioned, high ankle sprains, very, 
finicky injuries. You don't know how long it's going to take. Some dudes will come back in three, four weeks. Sometimes, like you mentioned, it could keep them out seven, eight weeks. We just don't know. And LeBron's already been out for basically a month now at this point. You're looking at probably another two weeks, I, I would say, at the minimum. If you're looking at three weeks, that takes you to the end of the regular season. And now the team's going to have roughly five or six days, depending what happens with the play-in tournaments. But they're basically going to have five, six days uh, after the season concludes to get ready for the playoffs. And then, you know, I'm, I'm betting at, the, you know, the NBA, we usually see round one that it's one, you know, game one, a couple of days off game two might be, a, you know, two days off again, depending on what, what the team is and how this, how the networks want to schedule them. So that I don't think they're going to have that advantages here just because of the condensed schedule that they're going to look at you're playing every two days. So if he's out another two or three weeks, like, do you think that he'll even be close to a level of being fully healthy and ready to go LeBron James for round one? Or are you not worried about that? Let's just per, per se against a Nuggets team in the round one, which who they would play right now if the regular season ended. But let's just say you're playing Denver or maybe, you know, somehow, um, you know, the Clippers fall back. Like, would you be worried about that going into round one that the Lakers are going to be in trouble if, if, he, if he's only operating at 50, 60 percent? I mean, if they go up against the Clippers, I think you're a little nervous heading into that series, regardless of LeBron's health, right? Like that's a very good Clippers team that uh, the Lakers would have to contend with. Denver less so because like you said, they aren't going to have Jamal Murray and, and, you know, it's a big drop off when you're going from Jamal Murray and Monte Morris to Monte Morris and Austin Rivers. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't even think they'll be able to play him in the postseason, but if they have to, Faku Campasso um, is is somebody I think the Lakers would really pick on. Uh, but but even there though, like Jokic is probably going to be this year's MVP, and he's the kind of player that like he has ripped Andre Drummond limb from limb basically every time that they've gone up against each other. And and uh, Marcus All plays him pretty well. Anthony Davis plays him pretty well. Uh, and the Lakers will be able to do some more unique things when they're when they're trying to deal with him because Murray won't be out there. You'll be able to, you know, more comfortably send an extra defender down there. But I mean, either way, uh, if 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 LeBron isn't quite right, or if uh, the players around LeBron aren't quite able to get acclimated because he he took a little bit longer to to, to return than maybe he or the coaching staff expected. Then yeah, it does. It does bring this uh, season into a little deeper question than I think any Lakers fans are, are are kind of willing to admit right now. It's just again, it's it's hard to even go down that path though because like I just I just it's hard for me to believe that in a in a year where the Lakers could win a championship, in a year where he could tie Michael Jordan for for all time rings, uh, I find it really hard to believe that LeBron would would not somehow be able to finish this year even he's if at it's, four right he's at four not not five right is he is he he's not at four right now he's at four yeah then michael's at six right oh yeah you're right you're right yeah, yeah, yeah tying yeah. tying magic he's like, Sorry, he's yeah. kobe let's say in magic right. Yeah, yeah, right yeah yeah tying kobe tying magic yeah but um so but even still though like if he could take that one step closer to michael and then put himself in a situation next year where everybody gets healthy everybody gets a more typical off season and, and maybe the Lakers are able to add a player here and there also. And uh, he can go out and tie Michael next year. Like, I just, I just find it really hard to believe that LeBron's body would fail him in this spot, you know, and, and it, it's not something that he might have control over. Like I said, high ankle sprains suck period. Mm -hmm. And, and so 
Uh, I just, in, uh, until, until I actually see that his body failed him, I, I kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt for my own sanity too. <laughs> well, it's, it's not like us, right? Anthony. I mean, we, we, we get an injury now at this point, we're done for about 18 months. You know what I mean? An ankle yeah. sprain for us. Yeah, we're finished, but I'm, I'm with you when, you know, it's almost like you don't expect that from LeBron James just because of what we've seen throughout his illustrious career. You know what I mean? Like he just doesn't miss games. And unfortunately, you know, like I said, he is getting older and you mentioned the rings debate. It's like, I think he knows he maybe has two or three more seasons left. And if he wants to get up there with MJ, he's going to have to try and find a way to, to do it. But do you think the, the, the Lakers are being a little bit more cautious with this than they would be normally, just given the circumstances of the fact that we're playing during the pandemic. And, and like I mentioned, the, the schedule has been kind of Ari for for everyone. So do you think they're being a little bit more cautious and, and taking their time with him a little bit more just to, to say, all right, you know what, as long as we get him back for the last week of the season, he can kind of start playing himself into shape and then he'll have four or five days. We can do some more conditioning stuff. So he's not going to be, I, I don't think he'll be close to 100% when they, or I don't want to say not close to, but I don't think he'll be 100% when the, when the first round begins, but if they can get him up to 80, 90, they're going to be in good shape. And then naturally as the playoffs go on, he'll just play himself into game shape again. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there are a few factors here. The fact that he signed that extension and uh, the Lakers and he knows that they have, multiple bites at this apple hopefully over the next three four years uh so i think that's a factor here too like you don't want to put lebron at risk by rushing him back this year in such a weird year too that uh that the back end of that contract starts to come into question um so so i think that's a, a factor here like you said the uniqueness to this season is a, is a big deal the the lakers like if you look over the last X amount of months and we're talking 20 or so months, the Lakers have been basically either playing basketball, playing actual basketball or having to stay in basketball shape for like the vast majority of those months. Mm -hmm. So everybody is exhausted. Dude, I'm exhausted. I haven't been playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And this season and, and you know, last season and this season combined have, have worn me out. So and I think, you know, for, for the Lakers, I think obviously would they prefer to have everybody uh, for a championship run? Absolutely. Like, you know, not exactly groundbreaking analysis there, but I also don't think they are willing to risk the championship runs that they might be able to see over the next couple of years, maybe few years uh, to, to try to, to, to go after this one. Yeah, because they, they still have, and I, I've been so impressed with with Rob Palenka, just the job that he's done in terms of knowing that in the NBA, don't you don't like, you know, very few times do you see teams who come off a championship just be like, yeah, we're not re-signing you. You know what I mean? Like, all right, they just, you know, they changed a bunch of guys over and they were like, cool, we're going to find other players younger. We feel that they're going to be upgrades. So to me, the long the the, the long-term picture and in, in the bigger scheme of things, if you're looking two, three years down the road, then yeah, you're like, okay, you know what I mean? Let's make sure these guys are ready to go. But again, I, I just think that they put themselves in such a good spot because they were, they were awesome to start the season. Mm -hmm. They were still in there, you know, with, with Utah that they were like, they could afford a run like this. And you're looking at this and this is what I wonder, and we're not going to get this answer until probably the end of May when the Lakers have played, you know, roughly three or four first round games is maybe this works out to be an advantage. 
right? Like again, we've we've talked about it now. Is the 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 scheduling and 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 you know how the how the league has played out. You know, we've seen guys like Jamal Murray obviously go down recently with a devastating knee injury. Um, you know, you're looking at at the way this is going. It's like, all right, maybe if these guys aren't sitting there and 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 like you like you said. They were playing all the way through until what was it September last year? Basically, you know, had uh, had two months off and then had to get ready again. And right now, it's like for a team that went that deep, and for a team with a lot of older guys, they're looking at it and saying, "All right, you know what? Let's not rush anything back as long as we give these guys a week." Because even Frank Vogel, he's like, "I'm not putting Anthony Davis on a 15 minute restriction for the rest, you know, for two weeks." It's like, ah, it's a game to game basis. If he feels good, we're gonna we're gonna let him go. So I, I'm interested to see if this could turn out to be an advantage for the Lakers that their two best players end up going into the playoffs super like extremely healthy and then no nicks and knocks and they're just ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's something to that. I would feel, I would feel that way. And then some, if they both like, for whatever reason, hurt their left hand instead of having yeah. lower yeah. body injuries. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause they, they are, look, it's going to take a little while. Both these guys are going to have missed about 30 games and, uh, it's going to take a little while to get back into NBA shape and then, and then to go from, all right, I got to get back into NBA game shape to, Oh, I got to now ramp up to NBA playoff shape. So I think there's, there's going to be some of that uh, to deal with, but I mean, yeah, if you look at it from the standpoint purely of these guys haven't had to, uh, you know, go through this grueling, especially the second half of this season, where everybody is playing almost every other night. Uh, you know, the fact that the Lakers, their two stars haven't had to deal with that part of the season, I think is something that they're kind of low key um, happy about. It's just, it's just tough given, given where both these guys injuries are and the type of injuries that they're dealing with. Yeah. Like you mentioned, we are hoping that they would be, you know, left hand, left pinky finger injuries and right, they're right. out for a few weeks. The world's worst hangnail. Or something yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I surprisingly get those quite often, but um, no, yeah. Like I, I think it'll, it'll, I think it's going to be a bit of a, obviously like the, the only thing I'm worried about with LeBron is let's hope that he can get back by, you know, May 9th or, or May 11th against the, the, the Knicks, you know, May 9th, they take on the Suns. That way it's like, okay, you're giving them three, four five games just to play just to kind of, you know, get, get his feet wet again, like you mentioned, get into shape and then see what happens ultimately. Uh, let's wrap up on this. Just looking at the standings, like I mentioned, the Lakers, to me, for pretty firmly entrenched at number five. Are, are you, who would you go with that right now you think is going to be the, their first round opponent? You're, are you pretty sure it's going to be the Nuggets as well? Yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be Denver and I think the Lakers will wind up leapfrogging them. Uh, Denver, you know, I think they're, they're it, it's just tough to, to take that loss at this point of the season where uh, they things were just like, you know, I, I, I record a lock on every NBA with um, Adam Adas every uh, week. And it was literally the most optimistic I have ever heard him when talking about anything, let alone the nuggets. Uh, but it was, you know, and so you go from that and, and that, that peak to the immediate Valley of, we aren't going to have this guy, let alone this year, but potentially the beginning of next year too. Um, and so I just think eventually that reality sets in and they start losing some games that under normal circumstances, they might win um, because of talent, but this year, especially that they just, they just drop a couple and the Lakers wind up getting the four spot, which actually might be kind of important because that means the Lakers play one fewer game at elevation there, 
which kind of helps the, you know, really kind of helps the Lakers. Although if you play an extra game at elevation and you then face off against Utah and you're more used to that type, you playing in that kind of environment, um, that might also have benefits too. So either way, I think, I think going, going through a hurt and banged up Denver team and then going uh, up against Utah is about as easy a stretch as I think Lakers fans could have, could have hoped for given the circumstances. Yeah. And the Nuggets have, have, a, have a pretty tough schedule. They're 11th hardest. The Lakers are 17th. I, I think if you're, you're right to, I, I think they're going to ultimately Denver's 14 and four in its last 18 games. So they're, you know, they played well, yeah. um, you know, since, since Murray got hurt, they've won all three games, mind you, not great teams other than, you know, Miami's about average this season, Memphis in, in the same boat. Um, but they're going to have a tougher schedule coming down. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lakers jump them too. And like, I really think the Utah jazz are frauds. I've been saying this all season. Um, yeah. they're, they're playing, they're going to, they remind me of those teams. Like we saw like the Atlanta Hawks where they were, you know, all of a sudden a number one seed and like, are they going to be able to throw in LeBron? It's like, no, they're not. You know what I mean? So right. even those Raptors team. So I think finishing as a four or five seed, uh, even if they don't ultimately jump over Denver and then taking on Utah in the first round and avoiding Phoenix and, and the Clippers until until at least the conference finals, I, I think that turns out to be the uh, the, the best option for them overall. Like, I, I just think that that, like you mentioned, just the way the teams match up and how they could take advantage of their lineups and how, how the rotation shake out. I just think that's going to be the best place for the Lakers. Yep, I, I agree uh, 100%. All right, well, we finally agree on something 100%. I'm just messing <laughs> with you, Anthony. Uh, that, that does it for this episode. Uh, like I mentioned off the top, don't forget, you can subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You name it, we're there. Of course, Harrison loves the five-star ratings. So do we too, but uh, don't listen to Anthony's Locked On Podcast, by the way. We don't want to give away free plugs for that. <laughs> and of course, silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers needs, where Harrison, Christian, and Sabrina will have you covered throughout the rest of the regular season and, of course, into the playoffs. That does it for this episode. Talk to you again next week. Thank you.